I'm not a musician. Nobody would want that, I feel sure. But And so when people say this is a D chord diminishing to an A, to a C sharp, demi-semi-quaver, I kind of zone out. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. However, I love XTC, and I particularly love Andy Partridge's XTC work, and I really revere Apple Venus. Not as much, perhaps, as Nonsuch or Skylarking, but it's up there. And, you know, Easter Theatre is one of those tracks that I love and he considered to be one of the most perfect tracks he'd written. So it's really nice to catch something of him talking about how this came to be. Is th- was this a B-side on one of their CD, on the CD single of this? There are hints that it is, but it's just lovely to hear. It's just him talking in his shed, it seems to me. And he said that the melody was something he had in 86 during the Skylarking sessions with Todd Rundgren. So they were in San Francisco in a, uh, you know, a horrible building waiting to, waiting to set up. And it was in his mind. He went to, to Colin Moulding and, and played it to him on a guitar and said, what do you think of that? And he said, it's really nice, but nothing's coming to mind. So he put it away, as you do. And this is what musicians, I understand, tend to do. You know, a bit from here, a bit from there. And he said that... In, 80, in 94, he was on in his shed, where he writes, uh, on a guitar from, as he said, Kempsters of Swindon. Please do say I sent you if you go there, because I want my discount, which I've never had yet. Very nice. And he said he started, got some chords. And it starts moving about in a kind of earthy way. And then the chords are sending. If you know the song, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then he said, I, it was very exciting. I was getting so excited. And I got to a certain point, and I didn't have anything. And then suddenly, he remembered 1986 and the melody. And he said, that just ascends. And then he plays it to us, which is lovely to hear, because he's showing us how he's created it. And then the melody comes in. That fits perfectly. It's beautiful to have this way of of um, working in that way. I... I see words in a different way. I see the way they work together. I see they work the way they work against each other. And I see the way they sound when I write them. And it's, that's the way it is for musicians, I'm often told. You see the way things work together. And you can, you can work things together. It's not a construct, not a Frankenstein's monster construct. It's about always having different ideas. And being able to move them around. He then talks us, to us about the lyrics and, you know, how here the lyrics came really from the music, you know, uh, from the earthy quality of them and something pushing through the earth. So I'd I, I done moles with, with, with the Dukes of Stratosphere, so what else could there be? Well, that could be flowers. You know, and he said, I'd, I'd, I'd done New Life on Season Cycle, which is a song I love. And he said, I, I think I'm fascinated by decay and new life. Started wearing a lot of browns and, and apparently people who wear a lot of browns are interested in decay. Don't know if that's right, but I'll trust Andy on this. He also was reading a book around um, uh, around uh, um, female mores and female culture and all of that. And there was about uh, Easter because it always confused him. You know, it was all about new life breaking through the ground, but then you've got a Christ figure dying and tortured. You know, and and he wanted to look at that feeling of 
the sort of Germanic goddess of new life with all the eggs and the bunny and the, the hairs and the new life from all the ki- that kind of animal, you know, feeling. And that's the reason why you've got the, um, the chorus, which is, you know, stage left, stage right. Bring that goddess on, you know, dressed in chocolate and uh, new life and eggs and with hairs all around and a fecund feeling. He then sings us the whole thing, which is lovely, and then tells us, and with the arrangement, I wanted something earthy, something uh, growly. And he, uh, uh, he's giving us that, which is great. And then says the bass clarinet was something that really gave him that. And then he places the song. If I've got this moved on right, I've got this set up correctly, here it is. And yeah, it's beautiful to hear it coming together in that way. Then he signs off by saying, oh, it must be cold because the the, the fire's just come on in here. So I better get, get back and get warmed up. All right, bye-bye. It's lovely, really simple. And to hear him putting those songs together and making such a success out of something he loves so much is, well, it, it, it's really, um, it's insightful. But he never says, he never sort of does a eureka moment. It's always about finding things and challenging himself to see how the embodiment of that sound could be how that looks, how that smells, how that tastes, how that's right within you. And like the new ground that is broken and like the the plants coming up, how something comes out of you, breaks out of you. It is a a new song, it's a new life. It's 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 a birth. And then you give it away to people and say, it's not mine anymore. You make of it what you think. That's the way with music. That's the gorgeousness and the sadness at the same time. And this is a five out of five because it's wonderful to hear. And it's on YouTube. You can get it. You can find it easily. It's only about 15 minutes. And I'm really pleased I spent the time. Because time spent with Andy Partridge is never time wasted. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.